Welcome, everybody, to the Great Northern Cackle. <laughs> well, it was all that I could do to keep from crying. Sometimes it seems so useless to remain. But you don't have to call me darling, darling. You never even call me by my Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Great Northern Cackle. I am your host, Brenton Birdall, and I am joined by a very special individual this evening. Um, from the countryside of Cass County, I have the one and only Cliff Sanders. Welcome, Cliff. Hey, thank you, buddy. How are you? Oh, I'm so good. Before we get into anything, I would like to show, I would like you to show the people why, pretty much like what you do, and I feel like no one can really sum up their career in like 15 seconds on a microphone, I feel like you can. Well, I can surely give it a try. Well, let's do it then. I'll sell some cows. How's that? 51, da da da, 51, da da da, 2 and 2, da da da, 51, da 2 and 2, da da da, 2 and 3, 53, da da da, 3 and 4, da da da, 54, da da da, 5 and 5, da da da, 55, da da da, 5 and 6, da da da, 6 and 6, da da da, 55 and 6, and I sold it $55. Well, I think you did it. Thank you, sir. Holy shit. How does one fucking come into this? Give me the, I mean, let's not go all the way back, but uh, you had to have seen an auctioneer as a young boy, right? Yes, I did. I grew up at the sale barn up in Minot, North Dakota. Okay. The Glicks, you know them? Oh, yeah. Shout out to the Glicks. I was good friends with Jordan. Yeah. Absolutely. So you were a kid, and you seen an auctioneer do his thing. Yes, sir. And you're like, I'm going to fucking do that. That that's what I've thought since I was old enough to know what it was what it was all about. So did you get in the auctioneering scene? Is it like a fucking club? Like how well, did you get involved? Did you go talk to the auctioneer? Be like, sir, no, please I, teach me your tongue ways. Actually, what it is is I grew up uh, in Minot. You know, as we said, so did and, I. Yeah, we'll absolutely. get into our connection later. Yeah, that's the scary part. It's very scary. And very 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 scary. Creepy creepy. Yeah, I uh, too much. I grew up at the sale barn. My uh, dad and my mom both worked at the sale barn at Northern Livestock, which is no more. But I grew up, and I, through the years, I got to myself to where I was working the scale door, and I used to listen to a couple auctioneers, and I thought, that's what I want to do. As a little kid, I was 10 years old when I started at Northern Livestock, and uh, I'd go home, and at night, I'd sit and sell all the little toy cows and everything like that all night long, and figured so someday I should be. Well, kind of, in a way. So take us through, like, you obviously know you want to be an auctioneer, right? Yeah. I, and and you're, you're at home selling the plastic cows, doing it all, you know? Yeah. If I were, I'll take a try at it. Like, what's, like, the first thing that you should try? Like, what's the first phrase you should practice if you want to be an auctioneer? You know? uh, numbers. See, I can't fucking do it. Well, you went the wrong direction. You got to go up, not down. One or two, three, four, and sold. Yeah, there, that's all it takes. So you did that for a couple of years before you really decided that you wanted to get serious. Oh, like twenty some years, yeah. Twenty years. Well, yeah, I, I was always, I'm kind of a shy and bashful person, as as you know. I'm really scared to talk to people, but not anymore. But about eleven years ago, I decided uh, I'm going to go to auction school, and my dad said, "Well, it's about time you haven't shut up since you came out of your mom, so you <laughs> might as well go." <laughs> And now here we are. Yeah, so then you decided to get serious, and then you got 
some training or you go I, to like school I went to it? auction school in Mankato, Minnesota to Continental Auction School. Um, there's a lot of other schools out there, but I went to Continental because at the time I could only take a week off of work. Right, right. What does that cost? Uh, a lot at the time. And then this was what year? Oh, 10, 11, 12 years ago. Yeah. And you had a pretty interesting career prior to this, right? Well, I... Yeah, I've been in the livestock industry since I was old enough to know what a cow or a pig or any animal was. But you were around the sale of bulls, but you also were in the business of running away from bulls. Well, yeah, I knew you were going to come yeah, into I'm that. Gonna, yeah, 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 I spent uh, most of my life a riding and fighting bulls. Uh, was never that good at it. Should have been a cowboy. <laughs> That's my theme Should've song. Should have learned to rope and ride. Right. You know, I, I used to wish I could sing, now I wish you could. But, you know, anyway, <laughs> oh, <fuck laughs> I'm sorry you. I had to throw that in oh, there. You I know, love it, but, I love it. And, yeah, I, I, that's what years on in the rodeo circuit will do to you people. Yeah, you get to be a smart yeah, ass like me. Yeah, you are a fucking oh, smart ass. I, I, I guess I can say ass. I don't like You can I, say I, whatever you want there. That, that's legal in this day and age, but, you know. So yeah. take me through an auctioneer's day. An auctioneer's day. Like an auctioneer to sale barn, you know, we get up damn early in the morning and uh we drive a long way i don't mean to sideline you but i just i just feel like anything having to do with cattle you got to get up super fucking early right oh absolutely anything to do with livestock or just the lifestyle right well most of the time we sit and have a cup of coffee waiting for the sun to come up that's crazy to me well it's just how it goes you know if if the sun doesn't come up well i've always had the theory of why am i going to wake my cows up to feed them Right. So I wait for the sun to come up and a couple cups of coffee and on the weekends it might be more than coffee. Says yeah. a lot about a, says a lot about grit, you know? Like Absolutely. the grit that it fucking takes that I don't really think people maybe understand or appreciate. But I don't want to sideline you too far. Auctioneer school. Auctioneer school was a fun time. We learned You guys a lot. just get in a fucking room and start babbling or Well, they teach you the basics, you know, up and down numbers, you know, that's the big thing is you gotta know your numbers. Is you it like know. syllables that you like throw in little sounds and notes? There's like fifteen sounds and notes that you well, have to learn that you can put in between the words or not really. I mean, every auctioneer has got a whole different chant. I mean, there is not two in the world that are alike. Who's the best in the world? You I, are. I'm going to refrain from anything. No, I'm far from the best. There's a lot out there. I just do what I got to do. But you get by. I get by. Is yeah. there like an auctioneer that comes, that, that other auctioneers look at, and they're like, God damn, he's throwing the words. There is a hundred of them. Really? Yeah. Are They're, people just naturally talented? Does anyone not have to go to auctioneer college? Well, a lot of them don't have to go, but to be licensed, I think you have to go just You have get to have licensed. a license? Yeah, you have to be licensed and bonded. Let's unpack that a little bit. Well, bonded? Yeah, licensed. So if you spit and, the and wrong bonded. word and you sell something for cheaper than it was because you were just having a rough day, then. Oh, you'll piss everybody off. Have you ever done that? Uh, I'm like, going to refrain from that comment. <laughs> we're going to come back to it. Yeah, there I'll you go. Let we'll, you, we'll I'll let back. you. Like, we'll let everybody learn who you are, yeah. and then you got to tell us your best auctioneer fuck up. Uh, no, we I, don't have to do it right now. <laughs> I'm just saying. We're going to let everyone know who you are, and then you can say it at the end. Oh, well, we could do that, maybe. Fucking running yeah. from bulls. Yeah. That's I a life. It. That's a life. Oh, it was That's a lifestyle. A it's a lifestyle that not everybody in this world can do. Bullfighting. Yeah, I loved it. 
I hope everyone listening knows what bullfighting is or stop listening. Well. Don't even listen to my podcast anymore if you don't know what bullfighting absolutely, is. Absolutely, yeah. because one thing I'm going to say, it's not like the Spanish bullfighting where we're out there stabbing the bulls and, yeah, and no, all that. No, 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 no. I'm talking oh, like. I'm hokey talking, pokey shit. We I'm don't ta- do that. I'm talking fucking cowboys out there in fucking absolutely. cleats. You know what I was for Halloween from age fucking five to nine? Actually, five to 12. I was a bullfighter. You were me. I was you. My gosh. I had my fucking Wrangler fucking shorts. My mom fucking got the patch for me. She cut the middle out. She fucking jangled out the bottoms. I had the fucking jersey on. I had my fucking face painted. You know, who's the best bullfighter in the world? Me. Right on. (laughs) In In my mind, I always was. But really. The best one in the world? The best one in the world. Uh, can I say his name? Yeah. Al Sandvold. Fucking A. From Granora, North Dakota. Really? Yes. He was the best I ever seen. Second best. And no offense, but Lloyd Ketchum was second. Rob Smets was third. I was Lloyd Ketchum for Halloween. You can check me out on TikTok. That is awesome. I fought my, yeah, I fought was that my last garbage year? Or? No, this was this year. Oh, this, this last year. year. Uh, this I last year, it. yeah. I, Just I, a bigger version. I, yeah, I did. I, my, I, Honey, Lissa, was I not? Look, right there. Stay yeah, sharp. Yeah, yeah, Show them. Yeah. That's me working out with a, you know, that's me as, a, uh, yep. Dude, you got moves. Yeah, I do have moves. You got I always knew moves. I had it. I always knew I had it. So what's a, what is a bullfighter's main objective? Save a cowboy. Right. So yeah. when they get into trouble or they get wrapped up, you're pretty much like. Hey, man, you put your life on the First line. line of defense. Absolutely. When that guy hits the ground, even before he does, you I mean, you just jump in. You all right? No, I'm good. I just okay. close the lid. You just jump in and you make sure that you got that bull's, bull's attention from the start to the very end. I mean, no matter what, you just make sure nobody else gets hurt. If you get beat up, eh, shit happens. Do like the bull riders give you the respect that you deserve? Absolutely, every one right. of them did. So you probably made some years. pretty good fucking friends to this day. Yeah. I mean, I've been out of the game for Because who else do you have years. at that point, right? It, it, the good lord and, and your bullfighters, all Fuck. you got, right? That's a fucking connection that I don't think many people will ever understand, right? Absolutely. Maybe some soldiers or things like this. It's a similar thing, but it's in yeah. like the hometown arena. Like, right. You're going up against fucking beasts that got shit wrapped around their nuts, and they just want to fucking get uh, it off. I'm going to correct you. There's nothing wrapped around their nuts, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah. Just it's around just, their stomach? It's, it, yeah, that's what it is. It's kind of like if you wear your belt too tight. You're just going to move a little different. So the nut thing isn't true? No, it's not true at you all. You heard it here first, people. <laughs> well, you, you've heard it everywhere. They it's get horses true. to buck the same way? Same way. It, they a just, little flank rope doesn't touch any of their genitals. We'll say that. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it politically Their correct. horse dick. Yeah, horse dick, yeah. bull cock, no, whatever. Nor, you know, no bull cock cane. or horse dick is being cinched in the rodeo. Absolutely. I mean, there there's nothing to do with that. It's just like wearing a belt a little bit too tight. Hey, so how often, like, so say you bullfight and you get in the fucking ring with a bull 10 times. Yeah. Out of that 10 times, like, how many times does the bull fucking get you? Just about every time. Really? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I I could go back. There was a bullfight or rodeo company that I used to fight for. That Uh, sounds fucking really cool uh, to say that. (laughs) I wish I could say that. Oh, it was an old rodeo company I used to fucking fight for. Yeah, you know, I mean, not everybody can say it. No, yeah. Not to pat myself on the shoulder because I'd throw my arm out. Yeah, seven-year-old me is mad that I can't say that. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. Uh, There there was a couple of times that, you know, he had bulls that I should have never been in front of because I knew they were going to get me, but... 
you, I mean, your job when you when you step in that arena and you put on the face paint, you got some tights on, which most days people, well, nowadays most a lot of guys wear tights, but it's okay. But you put it on, and the first thing you that that's all you can think of is whoever's getting on that bull. You don't want them to get touched. And there's like a whole genre of rodeo clowns that like interact with the crowd, and then there's guys that are just fucking there fucking punching the clock right you know what i mean right well like, right well there's a difference there's a rodeo clown and there's a bullfighter so Ro- rodeo okay rodeo clown's gonna be the one out there in a barrel he's gonna be telling jokes all day long making everybody laugh and giggle the bullfighter's job is just to make sure that nobody gets hurt and get that bull off the rider i guess i never made i never really consciously made the separation until oh, right yeah. now yeah but do like to become a rodeo clown, do you got to be like a legit fighter? Is it like, is there like a ladder? Well, I don't want to knock any rodeo clowns. I'm sure there's going to be a couple of them listening out here, maybe more. But uh, when you get old and you get a little big, kind of, yeah. as you can tell, I'm. You ran a quarter mile. You didn't get out of breath. Well, you know, at, that's at, not right. At at 46 years old. Yeah. And I'm an old and, fat and, man, and I can and I still that, outrun everybody. I, I love it. And I knew you auctioneered, but I was like, how the fuck are you not out of breath? He's like, I fought bulls. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm out of breath on my bike. Hey, so, at least I didn't do an auction chant as we were running. You should have. I should have, but probably couldn't anymore. So you just got to be like the loudmouth bullfighter. Yeah. Or, you, or well, you take the path of You got to be a little funny and right. you know, tell a few You're jokes. funny. Well, I've been told that, but yeah, I I tried it once, but bad thing is they couldn't find a barrel nowadays that I can fit in. Because <laughs> it takes a pretty where, damn big barrel. Where do you get a fucking Coors barrel? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, where is there a company that makes them? Well, the ones I know are they're only twelve ounces at a time. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, this comes to the segment of the show. Of fucking, what are you drinking? Uh, Coors original. Fuck, you couldn't be any more manly uh, than you fucking. He's got a banquet. He Absolutely knows, the best beer in the world. Rip didn't have nothing on me. He can kiss my ass. I've been drinking this before he was even thought of. Yeah, fuck you, Rip. So life, life as a bullfighter. You're traveling from town to town. You're fucking hitting hotels. I mean, is it is it like the Lane Frost story? You guys are fucking sleeping in trailers. Like, what are you doing? Like, You it, sleep like, where you can sleep, and you drink where you can drink, and you drive when you have to drive. It's like a band. Basically, it's like, yeah. like You're like touring. Yeah. Yeah. But instead of playing music, you're just going out and fucking yeah. running away you, from giant fucking beasts. You're using a lot of wet wipes to take off makeup, and you're taking a lot of athletic tape off, and you're getting in the van, and down the road you go. And So even as a bullfighter, you still paint your face? Absolutely, I did. But so the differential, the differ, the differentiating, excuse me, let's all catch up, it's late. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just have to say... I've been fascinated. My mom showed horses. You know my family. We'll get oh, into yeah. this a little bit. I grew up in like the. I grew up going to rodeos. I grew up on my grandpa had a had a dairy farm and like, I've like the fucking pinnacle of like human beings when I was a child was bullfighters. Yeah. Like it just it bull riders and bullfighters. Yeah. Speaking of bull riders, I've seen Dan Ketter. <laughs> Danny Ketter. I seen Dan Ketter bull ride. My grandma told me about him. My grandma Gail. Shout out to yeah. my grandma Gail. Uh, she's like, "Oh, you know Dan Ketter rides bulls." And I was like, "We know someone that fucking rides bulls." <laughs> like, shut the fuck up. Take me to Lyle's Western Wear and get me some fucking ropers because I'm going. Absolutely. I seen Garth Brooks's Thunder Rolls tour when I was fucking six years old. 
Oh, Just man, for a little that ages, backstory. That ages me a lot because I remember that. My Aunt Debbie took me to Lyle's Western Wear and got me some teal fucking cowboy boots. Did that you have the lace of ropers? No, I didn't have ropers so late. Oh. I had, yeah, no, I had the, the Justin slip-ons. You know, oh, yeah. Like yeah. the go-to kid boot. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you were young. Yeah. I was a young buck, and Garth yeah. Brooks made a large impression on my life. So you had to quit. You had to quit fighting bulls. There came a day where you're just like, I got to hang up the fucking. Yep. I got to hang up the makeup palette and the yep. fucking in the jean skirt. Yeah. And I, fucking we're done. I hung it up, but I still have it all in the closet. You ever look at it? Every. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> a lot. We'll just put it as a lot because my wife isn't anywhere around. But yeah, if she you, was standing here, she'd be looking at me going, "You son of What the hell did you just say? Yeah. Because I give it up. In. I give it up. You ain't getting uh, back 16 in. years ago, and the deal was if I give up rodeo, and I got to buy a Harley. And you did that? No, I still haven't because I can't afford it yet. Right, so you should just get back into rodeo. Well, that's what I thought. You're a man of your word. My wife and my daughter, which my daughter is 16 years old, and she says there's absolutely no way in God's green earth that I'm ever going to get on a bull or in front of a bull again. I take that as a challenge. I think you should do it. Yeah. Well, I'll be there. I'll Who doesn't want to see a 240-pound man on a bull? I just watched you run a quarter mile and you didn't get out of breath. I feel like if you could get your laterals <laughs> together, if your knees will hold up, if you can keep, if you can get that left to right movement. Yeah, yeah, there's a few other things that might have to hold up in between. But, so you know, not we'll to upset your family. So the way that you, you got some cattle, right? Yeah, I run Living some cows. Living the old American dream. Absolutely. Run some cows. Cutting some Make hay. some hay. Yeah, absolutely. Did her that's all what, day today. That's what cows eat, in case yeah. people don't know. Yeah, they eat. You yeah, let the grass grow, then you cut it, then you let it dry out, then you turn it into bales, then you haul it home and you feed it to your cows Absolutely. and turn it into meat. Yep. We were, we, Making tomahawk I, steaks. Us ranchers are the only ones that actually started out the plant-based meat. The plant-based meat? The yep. grass-fed? Yeah, absolutely, because our cows eat plants and they make it into meat. Not that, like no scientists. The circle we, of we life. We make the good shit. You make, yeah, you've, you literally took, you took the chemistry of a good steak and you didn't change it. Yeah, so, we're, we're but, not gonna either. So, so people finish cattle on on corn. Corn. You do that alpha. just to fatten them up. Or? Yeah, absolutely. My yeah. grandpa had swathers my whole life. He had land, you know that. You know my yep. grandpa. Yes, I do. Uh, he yep. was like he always was cutting alfalfa. He was yep. just an alfalfa cutting guy. Absolutely. He cut it old, as much as he can. He had the old. Uh, he had the old swather. I don't even know what it was. Massey Ferguson? Well, I was either. I was the old 15-foot versatile swather. The, oh, it was the versatile swather. Oh, them are sweet yeah. babies. Tell you, get your pant leg caught in them, and then they'll suck them pants right off. Changing sickles. Oh, yeah. Doing yeah. it all. Yeah. Tighten could, up the canvas because it ain't going to flow. Alfalfa is like sugar to cows, right? Oh, absolutely. They it's love like it. the fucking, it's like oh, the fucking love it. sweet. It's like yeah. a fucking sundae. Have you ever taken it and tried to eat it? Yeah. Oh, it's good. Yeah, my grandpa made me chew. I chewed barley into fucking gum. He yeah. he always made me eat shit. Oh yeah. He was always lifting me onto stuff because I was afraid of fucking heights. Oh yeah. yeah. But another that's what grandpas did, do. Grandpas and uncles, did. they all do that. Anybody oh, in refreshment a refreshment break? Oh, refreshment break. Actually, yeah. Just carry for me for like a minute so I can grab a drink. Hey, talk no about problem, anything buddy. you want. Here you go. We're, we're going to talk we're, about a lot of different things. You know, we got hey. Slippery. He's our uh, audio engineer. He's a speakerhead. He's been in the game for for longer than I've been alive. And they're going to carry while I go get a drink. This is hey, fun. That worked. Slippery, how you doing, buddy? Hey, buddy? All right. How you doing, Glenn? I'm doing great. What a beautiful night tonight. Oh, I know it. Uh, if he had just turned the fire up just a little bit, we'd have had way better of a night. But Well, if I, I can know. go down to the house and get some. Well, 
it's burning. It's burning. It's a beautiful night, though. You know. Oh yeah, it's a beautiful night out here. Yeah, you know, we got our engineer over here next to me, and we're talking. Not about much, but no. Somebody was not prepared. Right. No, you got the wrong okay, mic. Here we it's go. okay. We're going to turn you back over to Brenton. Oh, here he comes back, you know, because... I tripped over a fucking bike. Well, it's better than a kayak. I fucking fell into a fire pit like a couple weeks ago. Well, you know... And now everyone's like, oh, the fire pit guy. Everybody out there listening, just so yeah. you know, we are sitting at the lake, and it might it's a be lake. after 9 o'clock at night. At least so we are partaking in adult beverages. Libations of sorts. Yeah. yeah. And I put my mountain bike in the fucking darkness. And then I just and I just fucking fell over it. Oh, we're good, buddy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 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 The engineer is asking me if he can have a beer. He can have a beer. I think we'll allow it. Brenton, is that all right? It's is okay, the engineer allowed to have a beer? Two, give him one beer. Give him two beers. And 40, give him as many 50. fucking beers as many fucking beers as he wants. <laughs> He's going to have all the beers he wants. He can Here we go. Look at how many beers he's going to have. Three beers. Give me four. Give me four beers. Give him five beers. Yeah. Seven, eight, nine, nine, da, da, ten, and ten, da, da, ten, and ten beers. Now ten, eleven, da, 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 eleven, eleven beers. Now twelve. Beer. I love beer. Up. Shout out. Coors Banquet. Cheers to that. Yeah. Like I said before. Yeah, yep, yep. They don't have nothing on us. They ain't got nothing Yellowstone, on us. fuck them. So, auctioneering. That's a way to sell yes, something. That's yeah. a fucking, that it, is an old a, world way of selling something. It's the best way to sell anything in this world. True what is, market value. What is that? Who is that? That's them on the side-by-side? Well, maybe. What's your wife doing right now? Uh, riding on a side-by-side, and it's best that she's a long ways away. They're coming closer. Well, hopefully we keep their distance. Hopefully they do. Everybody clear out. out. Here they come. They know where we are. She might catch me. All right, back to back to back to it. Absolutely. Back to it. Okay. Back to her. Old way of selling shit. Auctioneering, right? The true market value live auction. That's a fast way to sell a bunch of shit real fucking quick. Yeah, to sum it up, yeah. 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 We're not not putting it on Craigslist. We're not putting it on Facebook Market. You, You fucking gather all of your shit. Yep. You invite Cliff over. You give him a fucking microphone and a place to sit. I maybe will. a Coors banquet. Uh, well, and no, shit not gets while sold. I'm doing her. You know. Yeah, afterwards. Not while you're doing her, but yeah, they got afterwards. one. They got one stack for you. Well, yeah. You work on commission when it comes yes, to sir. something like that. Yep. So they yep. they agree on a price, and then you yep. say we this all is, sign contracts. And okay, we all get happy and go lucky. So a percentage of everything sold. Yep, absolutely. Right. Yep. So yep. you got good customers. You got bad customers. I haven't had a bad one. So. They pretty much just trust you. Yeah. Because of the eyes and the hat. Uh, well, I don't know if that's what it is, but, yeah. you know, when you do the business and if you're honest, that's the main thing to go that's, with. Yeah. Yep. So, one, so, okay, we'll just keep it going. You know, this yeah. thing I like to do is, like, take me through a day of an auction. You wake up before the sun gets up. You have a little yep. coffee. You go fucking say what's up to your cows. You're like, what's yep. up, cows? I gotta go check the cows. Check the get cows. Get pickup. And for me, I drive oh, about 120 miles. Holy shit. Yeah, I drive Devil's Lake. Oh, you drive Devil's Lake? Devil's Lake every Tuesday morning. Really? Yep. So an so, auctioneer works one day a week. Well, not always. Not That's always? That's what everybody thinks. We all, oh, livestock auctioneers, they work one day a week. Okay. Let's, let's, I work seven days a week. Right. Because my, my job is to get cattle in the sale barn and then make sure they bring... 
what they should. So it's your job to make sure that there's people bringing things in to sell. Yes. Yep. It's like a fucking cow flea market kind of. Kind of, yeah, but kind of, but not. I mean, not to not to downgrade it. It's crazy. Well, right. I mean, it, it fair market value. Do you ever find value. a guy where you're like, holy fuck, Jim's got like the best cows. Oh, I see him all the time. We need to get Jim over here. You Jim's know, like, I'm not coming to your fucking show. Well, that happens, but, you know, we're very fortunate to be in the state that we are. Because we do raise the best beef cattle anywhere in the world. I've had them. They're delicious. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can't they're... get enough of them. And if anybody looks at me, they can tell. <laughs> I <laughs> eat a lot of beef. <laughs> yeah, Fatty likes to eat. So you got a bunch of fucking auctioneers out here calling guys trying to get trying to get their cattle to their auction. Well, it's got to be like barns, a territory, yeah. right? So well, it's like a sale barn. Well, sometimes I might get into other people's territory, but that's my job. Is there like an unspoken? If like if you see another auctioneer at a party, are you like giving him fucking like? Oh, ab- no, 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 oh, no. Oh, you guys I- are all buddies. Oh, absolutely, oh, we're okay. all friends. Tell you mean, steal the sale barn. Well, when it comes to sale barn deal, it's a whole different deal. I mean, I work for the sale barn plus I'm an auctioneer, so my job is to get as many cattle as I can into the sale barn. So that's a separate deal. A separate deal. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, but. As auctioneers, we're all friends. Right. I mean, we spend three, four days out of the year. We have uh, North Dakota auctioneers. We have a convention, and there's a lot of us around, a lot of fast talking. Do you ever just, like, get together, and it's like a drum circle of auctioneers where you guys just start spitting? Oh, well, we don't do auction chants, but we do a little singing and a lot of talking and maybe partake in some connection? Is there a connection between singing and auctioneering, you think? People say that. Yeah. I've I've never looked at myself as a, someone that can sing, but sometimes I try to get into it, and uh, people, yeah. people say, oh, hey, you got a good voice. I'm like, well, hey, thanks. Come to a sale. Buy some shit. So you're you know. you're a guy, you're, you're a rancher, just has cows. Yeah. You got fucking um, Cliff calling. He's like, hey, we got a market over here. We got guys over yeah. here playing top dollar. Yep. 70 miles closer. Yep. Than fucking kissed or whatever the fuck. Well, I don't fucking know. Best cow market right. in the state of North Dakota. Best. That was Lake North Dakota, yeah. Lake Region Livestock. Shout out. Come on out. Yeah. Bring the cows. Bring absolutely. the kids. You know bring, what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Got Have a burger. Yeah. Then you enter into a room that is like a, the smallest like fucking stadium you've ever seen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If anybody knows... Um, uh, What's the song? Uh, she's an eight, she's a nine, she's ten. That she oh, did. John Michael Montgomery. John Michael Montgomery yeah. did a lot for the business. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? Well, Leroy Van Dyke did, actually did more than John Michael Montgomery. But, I mean, that's like what everybody knows is like, right. you know. Well, yeah, and the new generation. Well, not the new, the 90. That's the new generation to you? Well, yeah, to me. I'm kind of an old guy compared to you. you know? He's got ruby red lips, blonde hair, blue eyes. I'm yeah, about to kiss my, my heart, heart goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I can't sing. I, yeah, everybody just heard that. I showed up at the auction blocks, blew my heart away. I don't, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm just. There I just was want people a boy to... in Arkansas who wouldn't listen to his ma. That's so. My John Michael Montgomery put auctioneering mm. on the map. Mm. Leroy Van Dyke did actually before that. He was a singer that sang in a, in yeah. a certain way. Yeah. Well, so there's a tie to auctioneering and music. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Every day. But I feel like John Michael Montgomery, like for me, for your generation, yeah, absolutely, right. that yeah. was it. Yeah, but Leroy, Leroy like, Van Dyke for my generation, absolutely. You weren't it. much of nothing it. where I come from if you couldn't sing all the lyrics to fucking, you know. Well, oh, John Michael Montgomery. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Hey, I moonlighted on that. I could. 
I won't mention her name, but there's a few gals I might even sing that song to. Oh, you old oh, coot. Yeah. Settle down, cowboy. Oh, I'm settling down. Yeah, settling yeah, down. that's not fair. Yeah, it's not that, fair with that hat. I'm hoping they're listening, but it's they, not might, fair. they, they might not be. But they ain't. But I, they could I might be. send them a link just so they do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that shit happens. Yeah. You live an interesting life, my friend. I try. Our families grew up like fucking four minutes apart. We never knew each other for fucking my 36 years. And my 46 years. We're right. 10 years apart. We ended up knowing each other based on a random fucking campsite that we chose fucking 450 miles away that have no ties to anybody's family. That We, we were just here for our own reasons. Yeah. We don't have any family in the area. One night at a bonfire, I mentioned where I was from. You mentioned where you were from, and we just happened to be best friends with the same group of six degenerates Absolutely. that you are friends with when you're not friends with other people. Yeah. It's not like, hey, I was friends with him, him, and him, and him. Oh, I don't know him, but I know him. It was like, I'm friends with him, 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 and him. It's like, I know him, 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 and him. Yeah. Well, and everybody back, else doesn't matter. Yeah. It's like, out of the friends that you made back home, who matters? Say it on, you know, say it say it at the same time. We said the same name. Or we Dan, said the same names. Dan Ketter. Dan Ketter. Fucking Absolutely. Trevor Rudland. Trevor Rudland. Right. Brent Eldrick, all Eldwick. them, we yeah. all we all hung out. So that's weird. So yeah. we did that, and we kind of just that was a thing, you know, late yeah. night, right? Yeah. And then we also know that we have like a bunch of crazy weird connections where you live now. Absolutely. It's, yeah. It's, the, I do a bunch of business. The good Lord like, does things in mysterious ways, doesn't he? Hallelujah. I mean, just the more and more you and I have. It's unfucking canny. It is. It's scary. You know how far hard it is to find good podcast content. Well. It's fucking No, hard, I've man. never done one, but I'm pretty I'm happy. I'm telling to do you it. it's fucking it's pretty it's hard. It's an honor. Yeah. We're having a blast. I'm obliged. I it's just weird. Like you think that you know what the fuck's going on and like you think there's nothing that can surprise you and then just every time you turn around something will fucking happen. It's like what the fuck's going on? You find your you find your like little, you know, your little niche or whatever the fuck you're like oh i really like doing this then you meet some people and you're like oh that's weird that you know that and you know those people oh that's weird that you know that and know those people it's just fucking weird that i I didn't fucking know you and yeah and here we are sitting here but i feel like i've never really naturally met anyone who's meant to fucking have a podcast other than you well you know what that makes me feel pretty good i mean i'm pretty honored for that that was that was pretty nice i'm just saying like i don't really talk i talk to everyone and i take normal people and and set them down and try to find the interesting. That's what I do. Yeah. You know? But, like, you talk for a living. And <laughs> it's you, and usually you, fast. Right. And I talk <laughs> fast, too. Sometimes you got to slow her down. But you talk for a living and you never even, like, this is your first podcast. Yeah. First one I've ever done in my life. And uh, It's just crazy it's that you, like, you, are, you are absolutely, you have all the prerequisites for doing this and you, have, you had no fucking idea. Yeah. None. Yeah. None. What a time to be alive. Yeah. You said her. Oh, a while back, you're like, hey, you should come on a podcast. You should come on a podcast. And yeah. I, 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 I will admit, the first time I, when you said that, I looked at you and I thought, what is he on? Because, really, me? Of all people, you want fatty sitting in the I'm chair. I'm on drugs. <laughs> no, you're not. But, you no, know, I'm on Trulies. I'm on Trulies and cigarettes. Hey, only when I'm them, camping. Them, them Trulies will get They'll you. They'll do stuff to you. Yeah. Not like the good old Coors Banquet. Ugh. It's a shout out. I, I'm pretty sure they might be a sponsor someday. Coors Banquet. Are you thirsty? Do you feel like you're not enough of a man? Then grab a six or a Coors Banquet and show or show up wherever the fuck you want yeah, to. Or and just drink it. Or grab a branding iron and beat somebody <laughs> like Rip did. <laughs> drink a banquet tonight. Wow. I don't I know should, Rip. I don't either, but... 
Yeah. It sure does. Yeah, you know. I should do commercials. What's the, what's one piece of advice that you could give someone? Um, like, if you could really just tell people, like, it's anything. It has. It doesn't pertain to any. I'm not going to put it in a box. I'm just going to tell you. If you could give the world, the open waves, the like, everywhere where this can be heard, who knows where it is? We will never know. Like, what's one piece of advice that you could give the people? Believe in yourself. Fucking A, Ray. Because, you know... You got it. If you believe in yourself, you can do anything. Absolutely, you fucking. Because uh, I'll I'll be the first one to admit. Oh, ten, eleven years ago, I would have never guessed that I could sit behind a microphone, talk fast, and and be in front of people, make a living. Yeah, and make a living doing it. But I I was scared to be in front of people. I I would have never grabbed a microphone. I would have never done nothing. And finally, the one day I said, you know, I had enough of this. I'm going to go to auction school. I was very fortunate to have some friends that I met in the auction industry already that said, you should be an auctioneer. And I thought, what are you guys seeing that I ain't? So I I got in her. But you put it out there, though, or they would have never told you that. Right. I, yeah. I, I got up. I tried. Oh, you got to go. You got to go. Yeah. I felt like back in the days when I was riding bulls and, I had different colleges saying, hey, you should come rodeo for us. You should rodeo for us. And I looked at them and said, what's it pay? Well, nothing. Yeah. Like, well, I ride bulls for money. Yeah. I sure as hell don't do it for the fun of it. I want money. I don't ride bulls for no book learning, you fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah, no shit. I mean, do I? Step on. Do do I have to go to classes? I mean, I spent it, oh, two weeks at Minot State but until they found out I was there. <laughs> they told me to leave. <laughs> that wasn't good. I mean, not before your day, but yeah. I can still appreciate it. Them guys were pissed. Well, I know when to end something Absolutely, before, before it fizzles, so I just have one more question for you. Yes, sir. What's the best country song of all time? Best country song of all time, David Allen Coe, You Never Call Me By My Name. All right, thanks for coming on. I'm going to play that after this. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, thank you, buddy. You bet. Fuck yeah, man. We got to do this again. You're fucking natural. Take care. I can't really tell you. (laughs) Thank you, universe. Nine years, and I finally get some fucking content. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. But you don't have to call me darling. Darling. You never.